Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindres Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Hi, I'm Ashley Pfeiffer. And since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow. Spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Stories shared on God and Our Dogs bring aha moments. Aha moments transform us as we see ourselves from God's perspective. Trusting and relying on God renews, creates, and elevates our lives. You can find us at GodandOurDogs.com and on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at God and Our Dogs. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Tom Allred is our guest today. He is retired, and I'm using air quotes. He is more engaged than ever as the amputee nomad, benefiting amputees, those with mobility issues, and other disabilities. He is short and tall determined and faithful. His dogs would introduce him as my loving protector. As far as God and Our Dog Show is concerned, we are so grateful for his introduction to Baron Wiley and Bernie Radio. Welcome, Tom Allred. We are so happy you could join us today. Thank you very much. It is truly a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked before the show, and you've had lots of dogs in your life. Tell us a little bit about your very first dog as a child. That was an interesting time. We had some other dogs in the household and the family when I was very young. But when I was about 10 years old, my folks decided that it was a really good time to get me a dog, my own dog. And it was partially because throughout the years, uh, growing up to become 10 or 11 years old, I'd had an enormous number of surgeries because I was born with a problem with my knees and there was... A lot of surgeries done to correct those issues and to get me up and moving and living life. Uh, but there were moments where it didn't work out exactly like we hoped it would. Uh, setbacks, uh, redoing surgeries, looking for a better result, so forth and so on. And I was facing a time where it was highly likely that amputation was going to become a more logical path to take. And so the folks wisely <laughs> got me a dog that would be a companion to me, uh, help me have more calm moments during times of uh, some extreme pain and so forth. And it was very insightful of them to even think of that 
And as I reflect on the powerful impact that had for me, not only in helping me through a difficult time, but in teaching me as a young man to understand my relationship with that dog and what the dog needed from me as well. So it was more of a two-way street in that case. He wasn't there just to serve you. You could learn as a young person yeah, how, re- how he could depend on you too. Yeah, and it really worked out well that way. You know, uh, because of the, the immobility issues with my legs, a big dog was really going to be a problem. And this, this dog that they found for me, a miniature chihuahua that we affectionately named Pepe, which I was had explained to me that that meant friend. And uh, he was a great companion. I, I had a lot of good times with that dog. Mm-hmm. And how did he handle it when you were going through some really rough and painful times? What, what was that relationship like at those times? You know, as I reflect on that from this vantage point, I realized that we didn't use terms of service dog back then. But this, this little dog seemed to understand my needs when I was in a lot of pain. And he didn't shy away from me. Uh, perhaps as I cried out in pain and so forth, instead of being pushed away by that or startled by it, he would draw close to me. Mm-hmm. And literally, it didn't take him very long before he, he wanted to be on the bed with me when I laid down to go to sleep at night and would literally nuzzle in close to my neck and collarbone and sleep that way. And I can't tell you that I didn't realize at the time how therapeutic that was having an understanding of those things. Now I realize that dog was a very special dog for me in my life. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily, or at least I don't, I've never owned a Chihuahua, but I've never thought of them as a calm dog. They're not typically, and and he had his moments. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember one time in particular where I I put him in an area that he was to be uh, confined in while we were eating dinner because the folks didn't appreciate a begging dog at the dinner table. And, uh, I, I locked him up and returned to the kitchen from the basement up the stairs and, and sat down and, and we had blessed the food and, and were conversing and, and suddenly realized he was behind me on the landing one more step up to come into the kitchen. And my dad said, I thought you were going to lock him up. And my dad thought that I had just given Pepe a break. Uh, oh. And so I took him back down and, and locked him up and uh, made sure the door was latched. And, and, you know, I was practically sitting when he was there again. And so my dad and I had to go downstairs and see what was going on. And that turned out to be an interesting shenanigan on the part of a chihuahua because <laughs> he was determined to be near me. Yeah. And he clawed through some drywall at the edge of a, a furnace duct and managed his own escape. <laughs> Needless to say, that wasn't dad's favorite moment with Pepe. <laughs> no, I'm sure he was. <laughs> I wasn't too happy about all that. But anyway, so how can we see God in your relationship with Pepe? Well, it's, it's a really interesting thing. I benefited so much from Pepe in that moment in my life. And yet, Pepe needed to be cared for and loved and trained and guided so that he could, in fact, be an even better companion for me, but also, you know, behave appropriately in a household and family with some other folks to be considered. You know, I wasn't the only one hanging around there. And so as, as I reflect on that, I realized that, you know, he needed me to exist in, mm-hmm. in a big way. I mean, it could have been somebody else, but he was my dog in that moment. It was my support that he needed 
to have a comfortable and, and enjoyable life. And at the same time, it was amazing how he intuitively knew when I needed his tenderness. It was, mm-hmm. it was really something. As I think about that in relationship to ourselves and, and God, I realized that, and having children, a, a large family of my own now, I realized that as a loving father, you guide, you, you provide the information so that that person, that child can learn and grow and be respectful, be graceful, uh, be honorable, you know, faithful, all of these things. And at the same time, it's how the child responds to you and how Pepe, in this case, responded to me. And we grew closer and closer. And it was, it was quite enjoyable for me. And then, like I say, in retrospect, looking back as a, as a senior adult, to realize that that dog appreciated the grace I offered him in spite of the things that I was going through, but he's, he intuitively knew when I needed mm-hmm. him, and, and he was faithful to me. Yeah, and it sounds like, Tom, he, he helped you calm and settle yourself. Very much so. And that sounds so much like, like God. You yeah. know, we have to be calm and settled because really our relationship with God's a two-way street, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's not just talking at God. You don't have a relationship that way, right? I was going to say, we hope not. <laughs> yeah. So we, we need to hear back from him. And, yeah. and, and, and you need to be calm yeah. and settled so you can hear from him. And uh, I don't think God necessarily screams and yells at us <laughs> to no. get our attention. No, quite, so, quite often it's very, very subtle. Yeah. And it's, it's in hindsight that we realize Oh, that was the hand of God. Yeah. Yeah, so having Pepe there in in the evenings to help you rest, we find rest in the Lord, right? Exactly. And interspersed throughout the day, which was fun to to reflect on and realize that my challenges were 24 hours a day. Uh-huh. Pepe was there yeah. 24 hours a day. Yeah. And I was there for his need whenever he needed it. And it, it really was a two-way street, mm-hmm. much as we think of and realize when we get a mature relationship with God, exactly how that works. Fast forward a number of years, you met Phoebe. How, how, did, how did you meet Phoebe? Oh and how did that relationship develop? <laughs> Phoebe, Phoebe was a miniature rat terrier. Uh-huh. And affectionately, I, I've referred to her more often as a miniature rat terrorist than a miniature rat terrier. But she was, she was a dog who had, upon my first meeting and seeing her absolute ferocious anger, angst, wanting to get to me and chew me up and make me into a pile of sawdust on the floor, I'm telling you, this dog was driven. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the owner of this dog would, when I was coming over, would put Phoebe on a leash and anchor that to the dining room table that was one of those four-legged oak heavy tables and that dog would tug at that leash so much it would move that table a little bit on the floor it couldn't move it very far as you're not that big of a dog but she was absolutely interested in eliminating me from the face of the earth oh, I mean, boy. It, wasn't, it wasn't a casual thing and yeah. it took a very long time uh-huh. for that relationship to change yeah well tom i i really want to learn more about that but we need to take a little bit of a break and i'd like to tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today uh, which is kendall county abstract kendall county abstract has been our family's title company 
for 60 years. Whether a simple or a complex transaction, Kendall County Abstract provided our family and our businesses the best service in both real estate closing and title insurance. Kendall County Abstract will do the same for you. When you need a title company, Ashley and the Kendall County Abstract team are there to serve. Call 830-816-2131 or visit online at kcac.net. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Kendall County Abstract, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Cibolo Family Medicine, The Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning, and Cibolo Creek Vet Hospital. Because of them, we get to give one of our lucky listeners a treat each month. This month, it is a $100 Amazon gift card. Go to our website, godinourdogs.com, to enter. The winner will be announced there at the end of each month. That's godinourdogs.com for an Amazon gift card treat. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. I'm Sanda Coyle, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. We are back on God and Our Dogs, and this is Meg Greer, your host, and we're here with Tom Allred, who's also known as the amputee nomad. Before the break, Tom told us about Pepe, and we're beginning to hear how he developed a relationship with Phoebe, the rat terrier who really didn't want to have much to do with Tom when they first met. So how did your relationship end up developing through the years? Well, it was really interesting right off the bat. Uh, I, I was interested in making a friend of this dog uh, in spite of her <laughs> action to the contrary. And so I would be patient and, and work towards getting her trust. Obviously, to me, at some point or another, she had become afraid of men. She didn't have that reaction when women came to visit. Oh. She had that reaction when any man came to visit. And I was going to be a regular visitor because she happened to have been the dog of a lady that I was attracted to and ultimately eventually married. And so I really needed to earn this dog's trust so that everybody could be comfortable with me being a part of the you know, not the family at first, but being around. Right. And so, you know, I, I worked at it long and hard. I mean, it was a couple of years over of time when she slowly became tolerant of me. And mm-hmm. r- literally in a couple of years, she, she learned to tolerate me, but she wasn't much interested yeah. in so having a relationship. What would you recommend to people? I'm sure that that's not a unique situation. What would you recommend to our listeners who are in that kind of a situation where they've got a dog that they do want to make friends with, how can they accomplish that? Well, you know, in the bigger pictures, I reflect on these kind of things. I realize that there really aren't coincidences in life. These events come to us as an opportunity for us to learn, and it helps us to develop a, a more gentle approach rather than, oh, that's a misbehaving dog, so I'm, I'm just going to shove it off in a closet every time I come over. No, that's not what I wanted to do, and it wouldn't be the right thing to do. Uh, I, I like to think of the fact that over time she gained trust in me. She gained acceptance of me. She wouldn't run away from me. And, and of course, some treats were involved, a bone once in a while. Whatever. Those never hurt. Uh, I'm telling you. And so, you know, we developed a relationship where now she could tolerate me. 
And then as I began really wanting to stroke her, give her a little massage of her shoulders and her upper back and so forth, which is a habit I've had with dogs for a long time. And, and at first she bristled and, and over time she became comfortable with that. And, and that literally, I believe, was what convinced her that I was actually a good guy and I wasn't going to recreate whatever terror she had experienced, though I'm pretty darn mm-hmm. sure she had been abused by somebody who wore big boots, shall we say. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that's true, Tom. But over time, it was amazing uh, because she then grew closer and closer. And as she got a whole lot more white on her muzzle and uh, was more uh, frail, she would be drawn to me even over Joyce. Mm-hmm. And final days, literally a, a week of not feeling well and getting going downhill, going downhill, she would come to me and I would hold her and I literally put a towel across my lap and held her as we were watching something on TV. And it was during that time that she passed and she she was seeking being on my lap. And when I think about how my relationship has gone with my father in heaven and the you know, the experience I've had in times that I felt abandoned or perhaps being punished and then got a better perspective and realized that had nothing to do with it, I became more aware of the tenderness, the, the guidance, and the love that was actually being expressed to me by my Heavenly Father as I was being provided for so well. Though pain was often a part of my experience, and so my reactions weren't always kind. But it was a good thing for me to be able to learn that. And I think that happening over the years is part of why I realized Phoebe was in need of caring and love in spite of her rejection of me mm-hmm. and that, that that worked, that we eventually developed a really tight bond and good relationship. And I think about my own relationship with the Lord and the, the years where I was uh, perhaps coloring outside the lines a bit and, and mm-hmm. not, live, not living the life that he had planned for me, but his grace, his patience with me allowed me to see that love and realize the importance of it in my life and realign my behavior mm-hmm. with what could be his will for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom, you have a, a dog right now, I believe, named Luke. Correct. And Tell that, us about Luke. Luke. Luke is a whole lot of fun. You talk, you talk about an interesting story. Luke was one of five pups, along with his mom and his dad, that were put into a cardboard box and left on the side of Highway 16 in between Pipe Creek and San Antonio. Oh. And a fellow saw that box moving and realized there wasn't enough wind going on, and he wondered what might be in there. He was on his way to work, 5.30 in the morning, whatever, coming from from out from Bandera or Pipe Creek, wherever. And so he pulled over and backed up. And, and he, when he opened the box, he saw two adult dogs and five little teeny puppies. And so he muscled it into the bed of his truck, drove to uh, Helotus and stopped at the first animal clinic to put the box out and then went and knocked on the door. They weren't open yet. And somebody came and said, we're not open. He says, yeah, but there's some dogs out here I thought you might want to know about. He didn't indicate he'd put them there and he didn't want to be involved. He drove off. So these dogs ended up at the market days in Helotus. We have kids and grandkids that live in Helotus, so my wife was over there visiting them and going to market days and having fun, and we found this dog. Well, Luke was the runt of the bunch, but for whatever reason, he and Joyce connected immediately. 
That evening, she's telling me about this lovely shopping trip and this funny thing that happened. It had been a year and a half since Phoebe had passed, and it was time to have another dog. And so I said, well, hey, you know, if it's still there, you know, when you're back over that way, let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. This dog, little teeny puppy, somehow was trained to everything you'd want a dog to do. That's amazing. <laughs> I bought I bought a bundle of 100 pee pads to be prepared for this process. And I sold 97 pee pads <laughs> on Marketplace <laughs> because this dog, to this day, and he's now uh, eight years old, has never uh -huh. had a mishap in the house. Yeah. So fun in that way. He is a great protector. He is this dog. I, I do, a, a, I'm retired, but I do a bunch of work. And I do it from home most of the time, sitting at the computer. And this dog will come and be close to me intentionally. He's got plenty of places to lay down and be comfortable. And there are times when I'm busy doing things and talking to people on the phone and whatnot, that he wanders off and goes and does his own thing. But if I'm quiet or if I'm experiencing a little tension because something's not going quite right with a computer or whatever, it's amazing how he will come and sit down and then lay down right beside my chair and be there with me. He's an amazing animal. He is hell-bent to protect us from all those wild creatures out in the yard. <laughs> we refer to them as tennis balls with tails, but they're yeah. really squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> and it, but it's amazing to me that in his mind, and you can tell from his behavior, this isn't just go chase after a squirrel. This is protecting mom and dad. Oh, okay. They take uh -huh. care of me. I'm taking care of them. Funny thing is, is that I have more than one photograph of him in excess of eight feet up the tree, having chased a squirrel. We have an oak tree that goes at a little bit of a slant and he claws his way up there. It's amazing that he doesn't fall off, but he is chasing that squirrel. And I have, I have literally watched it happen where the squirrel goes up about 10, 12 feet and turns around like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You're after me. You're after yeah. me. Oh so, my gosh. So Luke is a, is a great one to be a protector to me mm -hmm. and at the same time appreciate the protection, the provision that he receives at my hand. Yeah. Well, it sounds like through the years, you've had so many different dogs. They've all been varied uh, in the type and in their nature. What's an overarching lesson you'd say you can take away from what you've learned about your God from your dogs? Well, you know, understanding their absolute dependence on me, us, is very much like we sometimes try to deny our absolute dependence on God. Mm -hmm. we, we like to think we're in charge. We like to think that we're making things happen. And as I've grown older, I've come to realize that generally speaking, the plans that I had for any given day may have been hogwash, but fortunately I decided to let go of the steering wheel. I, I, I joke about driving the bus. When I let God drive the bus, everything goes well. When I drive it, we end up in the ditch. Uh, I like to think of the fact that those dogs have needed my love and care and patience, grace. And as I've learned that and learned to offer it, the relationship has been better mm -hmm. every single time. Yeah. And reflecting on my own life once again and, and some of my children's lives, I can see exactly how that is a training ground for us to be the responsible one for another living being. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that relationship yeah. becomes powerful. Well, Tom, I can't believe how fast time goes when we talk about two of our favorite subjects, yeah. God 
and dogs. But it's our show's coming to a close. But before we end today, I'd really love for people to learn more about Amputee Nomad. It's kind of an unusual concept, well, but it, very useful. <laughs> well, it is, and, and it's it's kind of a funny thing. I've, I've done a lot of things over the years to, to earn a buck, and then I retired, and I find myself more busy than I was working. But it's because I have really gained an appreciation for the opportunity to be a peer supporter of other people with disabilities. I've seen the power of that, uh, particularly when life becomes all new. Someone someone loses a limb or has a stroke or whatever, and they're, they, they really feel that their life is over. They're, it's done. Mm-hmm. What are they going to be able to do? And once they meet someone else who is on that path just a little further down the road from them, they get hope. They get excited about life again. They come to realize that impossible is really I'm possible. That's what I like to share with the folks that I meet and I reach out to. So the amputee nomad idea came from the fact that I love to travel. My wife and I are both retired now and we love to travel and traveling isn't always convenient for someone with a physical disability. So I provide video footage and photos and stories about how accessible travel really can be to Mm -hmm. encourage people who are feeling trapped at home and that they have no options, that there are a lot of options, ways for them to be active again. So how could somebody find out more about you? www.amputeenomad.com. And that's probably the easiest way. I I have a a page also on Facebook. Not too difficult. If If you literally do a Google search for Amputee Nomad, you'll come up with my YouTube page, Facebook page, all that stuff. Great, great. Well, I hope people will check it out because I think that that's really does provide a lot of hope. So thanks for joining us today, Tom. Well, thank you. It we is, really it appreciate it. You being a part of God and Our Dogs. And I have a, a little thought to ponder for everybody today. And that is, how is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on him the same way. So you can connect with us at stories at godandourdogs.com. And this is Meg Greer. You've been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. Listen to God and Our Dogs again on your favorite podcast site. Follow our posts at hashtag God and Our Dogs, or find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook at God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, and please join me again for some new perspective for relying on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs, godandourdogs.com. Hi, I'm Ashley Pfeiffer, and since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net.